Hey everyone, welcome back to the Courageously Confident podcast. I'm so excited to share with you guys the conversation I had with Kelly. She is a expert when it comes to eating with food freedom. She is so amazing. We're diving into really the conversation about why women get so sucked into having to look a certain way, be a certain weight, get obsessive over our bodies. She shares her story. It's just amazing how vulnerable she is. She's so powerful. She's an amazing leader. And I'm just going to dive right into the conversation. As always, let me know if you're listening by screenshotting and tagging me on Instagram at exogingy. You can also tag Kelly at wellness with Kelly. So we're going to get into the conversation all right kelly so i'm so excited to have this discussion today all around body image and social media and food and food freedom and all the things. So why don't you go ahead and introduce everyone um, who's listening to who you are, maybe a little backstory and how you got into what you're doing today. Oh yeah. Thank you. So obviously I'm Kelly (laughs) (laughs) and I consider myself a food freedom coach. Um, That's what I call myself. I don't call myself like a weight loss coach or anything like that. I took myself completely away from being a fitness coach and all that. So I really focus on um, helping women heal their relationship with food and learning how to reconnect with their bodies, learning how to nourish their bodies um, in the right way and truly just breaking up with dieting. Mm -hmm. So this word diet is like, a huge trigger word. And it was for me. Um, but that's what I truly do because I think dieting is just this thing that is destroying, um, a lot of women's lives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like you said, it's like that term that is just, I feel like women think they have to be dieting or always dieting or doing this or doing that. And it's just this thing that it's so normal, unfortunately, for women to think they have to do. So I'm wondering, do you have kind of your own personal story? Did you fall into that trap and, and, and reach and, and pull yourself out of it? And maybe that's why you're so passionate about helping women not fall into that trap or get out of that trap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I grew up with, um, I was never like the fat kid or like a heavy person, but I do have a stocky built towards me. Um, I'm only 4'11". So for a short person, if you put on weight, it's going to show a lot, um, a lot more than if it were were the same weight going on like a taller person. So, um, and all my friends obviously were taller than me. And it put in my head, especially from like the media, um, just looking through magazines and just being a very fit person. I grew up playing sports, so I wanted that athletic build, but I always wanted to chase like this, like this lean, slender look that a lot of my friends had. So I took it upon myself to... Uh, um, think that I would be able to heal these body image issues that I didn't at the time even recognize as being issues, but I thought that I could do that through dieting. And Mm. I basically tried everything, literally everything out there. I tried it. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get more into this, but, um, 
just like all the low calorie diets, I was eating super low calorie. Obviously, this is a big thing for like a lot of women out there with the low calorie where they see this 12,000 calorie diet. I don't know where this number came from. (laughs) I fell victim of it. I followed it. (laughs) And um, it brought me down this road of constantly falling on and off track. Um, I even played a sport in college where I was I took it to the extreme and I was dieting on top of, um, I played soccer. So I was like running all day long. Um, every single day, like we had our pre preseason, postseason, every, so I was just constantly working out and I was doing my own workouts on top of it. Wow. So, yeah. Workout all, all. So I was working out twice a day. I was being super low calorie. And then obviously as a college kid, I wanted to, I want to have fun. So I would like, give myself these cheat weeks or these cheat days on the weekends to drink and party. And then I'd be right back on track on Monday um, because I'd feel so guilty. And the cycle just continued and continued until my soccer season ended. And I was like, Oh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to, to save me anymore. I don't have the running. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get really fat. So this isn't, this is kind of like, the starting point of when I really started to, to take working out like serious, like in a gym, Mm. I'd always worked out in a gym, but I didn't take it as serious because I wasn't training for, um, I wasn't really so more training for like a a weight loss purpose, even though that was still in the back of my mind, I put my sport, which was smart of me at the time, but I'd still put my sport at the forefront. But, um, now I was training for a different purpose. So I was looking everything up. I was like, I need to lose. I need to keep my weight down. And the same cycle was just happening over and over again. I was destroying my metabolism. I even took it as far as I started doing, um, bikini competitions. Wow. See, I, Sorry to interrupt you, but like, I was like, did she ever do those? Because I see so many women like four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, we're all like bikini competitors. And it's so funny. Now they're coming out and being like, that was ruining my life. And I just find it so interesting. That's crazy. I completely agree because especially lately within like the last year or so, so many people are stopping to to compete. I mean, Obviously, there's like a, there's so many people in this world, but because I was in that world for a really good time, because those were those were my starting motivators. Yeah, to, to to look a certain way and to be a certain way. So I followed them for a very long time. So for from following them from like five to six years to like within the last couple of years to kind of see like how they've made the transition as well is is re- it's it's refreshing because I don't feel like I'm doing it alone and. Mm. Like the the sport wasn't the only thing that, um, I mean, it's not the only thing that brought me to a lot of my health issues, but it, it's a huge factor as to why people um, competed is because they started off dieting, they took it to the extreme, then they got addicted to it. And then, because it is an addicting sport, you're looking a certain way and you're, yes. it, the, the, that image gets stuck in your brain and you just want to keep doing it and doing it and over and over and over again. And I feel like so many, because of social media, which is great, like we're obviously both coaches and like online presences, it's great in some aspects. But so when we see all these people who, oh my gosh, she has a large following. Oh my God, look at her body. Oh, what is she doing? She's competing. So for some girls, it's like, okay, well, I know I don't want to compete, 
but I want to look like her. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, this is how she's eating and this is how she's training. And that is not realistic to sustain, but it's putting the idea in other women or young girls, even uh, the, the idea that, okay, I should only eat like 1200 calories or whatever. And I should train like, you know, three times a day and do all this stuff. And it's just, it's twisted because we look up to, we don't even look up to the women. We look up to their bodies and then we want to do, okay, this, this is what they're doing. So this is what I want to do. And it's just so unhealthy, but I, I am in a sense like happy and proud that so many women who've done that and are now stepping out of it are speaking up and saying like, this actually wasn't healthy back then. So for women maybe who were, are falling into traps, like these diet things, okay, well that wasn't healthy. Now this person that I was looking up to is actually bringing it up. You know what I mean? And, and speaking about it truly, which I think is really refreshing, but it is still a problem. Obviously this is, or there wouldn't be coaches like us solving the problem. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just interesting the, the cycle that a lot of women go through cause you realize it's not sustainable. So I'm wondering, you did the whole bikini thing and then you, you noted and touched on some health issues. Were, can you maybe go into that and maybe let us know what the breaking point was where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I, I went into competing obviously for all the wrong reasons. I did it to, to fix my body. That's, that was my goal. I had this vision in my mind. I didn't care what it was going to take me to get there, but I was going to do it. And while competing, like I'll never knock it. It's it. The sport is great. It, it was so much fun. Um, it's great if you're doing it for the right reasons, but <laughs> I came out completely the opposite of what I expected. I, my body, my body image issues came out way worse. I still wasn't good enough. I had no self-worth and I didn't know how to eat. So <laughs> Everything was just getting way worse. None of my problems were being solved. They were just going even farther down the rabbit hole. And at that point, unfortunately, um, my coach also wasn't the best. And he uh, um, he didn't have my my health in, in mind, um, which at the time, this was when competing wasn't um, very big. But um, most coaches were just there for getting you where you wanted to be. And there, unfortunately there are coaches out there. Um, he did get to me to where I needed to be technically, but then he just fell completely off and he left me out to dry after my, Mm. my, um, my competition. And I had no post-show care, nothing, no plan. And I was, I felt so deprived. Um, and this deprived feeling was this, it was worse, but it was very similar to the deprived feeling when I was dieting. Wow. Yeah. So I, I love how you touch on like, well, I, I did the competition. I, I did the things I, I did the training and I got the body, but I still didn't feel worthy. I didn't still, I still didn't feel happy. And it's, that's exactly what it is. It's like women are chasing worthiness. We're chasing confidence. We're chasing happiness. And then we think if I look a certain way or I weigh this amount or whatever, that's when I'll achieve happiness. That's when I'll feel worthy. And I'm like, this is so twisted and we know it's twisted, but we still are craving that worthiness so much that we'll go to these extremes to do these things. And then half the time I tell women this all the time, like you're still not going to be happy if you reach your goal weight. You're still not going to be happy if your thighs change or your butt gets bigger or whatever your, your goal is. You're still not going to be happy because it's so much deeper than the surface level 
of what your body is. It's so much deeper. And this is why we need to have these discussions for women to realize why are you really unhappy? Why do you really feel unworthy? And I know so many people listening have heard me say this before. Like when I went, when I was deep in my eating disorder, I was not happy in my life. Like I was searching for happiness and the only thing, I was searching for happiness and control, two things that I didn't have. So I was like, well, let's control my body and the numbers and all these things and I'll feel better. And yeah, it helped for a little bit. And then I realized I'm really not happy. I need to fix what's going on. And the moment I fixed what was going on in my head, I fixed my relationship with fitness, with food, and with all that. And I'm sure that's something you similarly went through. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it starts it starts from your brain. It really yeah. does. I mean, your brain dictates every little move that you make. It dictates every thought that you think, every emotion that you feel. It comes from your brain. It doesn't come from how you look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you don't work on your mindset, it doesn't matter how, how, how you look. I mean, this is it's really sad to say, and I'm not knocking anyone with eating disorders, but this is how they evolve. Yeah. Because- A hundred percent. And I see it and I've been there too. But on, on in hindsight, you're like, oh damn, I wish I saw things differently. But when you're so in it, you, you're so blind to what's really going on. Yeah. And um, I was just thinking of something when you're you're talking, what was I going to say? Oh God, what was I going to say? Okay. I, I totally lost it, but, but I totally, I love that you come from it or you um, help your clients and your approach is so like, let's, let's focus on your mindset, not, not your body. Because like, I believe that there's a time and place to, if you need to lose weight for health reasons, I think you need to lose weight. Like that's fine. And I also believe if you want to lose weight because you're carrying extra weight and you want to lose weight, I think that's fine. You can do it in a healthy way without it turning into a full blown eating disorder. So I'm wondering how do we do that? I think, see, now you got my wheels going. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've noticed a difference. The difference is the intention behind it. Mm. So what is your intention behind losing that weight? If it's coming from a place of lack of self-worth, um, hate, anger, any, anything negative, it's going to be very difficult to, to get the results that you want or even see the results that you want. Yeah. Notice them. So then how does, so I can, I can tell if someone, a woman is, doesn't have self-worth. So, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm going to diet. And then I'm like, well, where is this coming from? Right. Kind of like what you're just saying. But when you're feeling so low about yourself, you, you don't know that. You know what I mean? Unless like someone could say like, listen, I think this is coming from a different place, right? Not a health reason. It's coming from mindset reason. So how do you help someone realize that it's coming from a place of lack of self-esteem? Well, it's really just uncovering your story. Mm. What is your, what is your story? What is your belief system? You actually have to, you have to dig deeper than just saying like, trust me, you don't want to lose weight because you want to be a certain number. You don't. And you don't want to lose weight because you want to be skinny. It's way deeper than that. Way, way deeper. But what is it that you believe to be about yourself and your body? Like, what, what is it? And what are your values? Are, are your goals, are your intentions, do they, do they match your values? Right. Because if they don't, 
then that's where you need to kind of reevaluate your values, reevaluate your story, really question. I, I go through a lot of um, my program is taking the judgment out and being more curious. Mm, I love that. Curious, right? We've been judging ourselves all of our lives. We've been judging everything. Take the judgment out and just be actually, just be curious. It's okay that you're feeling uncomfortable, but be curious as to why you're feeling uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. And I noticed this with myself and I notice it with many other women. Is so say I have, and again, this is something I say over and over. So say I have a bad body image day. I know now because of the mindset I'm in, I'll be like, okay, what's really going on? Oh, I'm stressed about work or, oh, I'm stressed in my relationship or, oh, this is frustrating or I didn't get a good sleep. Those are the things that happen in my life that I'm like, then I'll turn that stress towards my body. I'm like, oh, I feel fat today or, oh, you know what I mean? So, so I'm like, notice the days that you are actually talking bad about your body and you want to blame everything on your body and you want to go do, you know, the 1200 calorie thing or whatever. What's actually going on that day? Oh yeah. I'm stressed. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this compared to like tomorrow. I'm, my body is still the same as it was before, but I could be happier. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I love my body. Right. So it's like, notice that connection between what's going on externally. And when we just want to blame everything on our bodies. Yeah. But it's the awareness. Yeah. The awareness is what you need to build. Exactly. And that's why I think starts. what's what you do and, and coaches like you, um, to ask those deep questions. I literally had someone in my, my, well, it's like, I call it a fitness program, but it really is a fitness and and body and life confidence program. But she was like, I I know I'm gaining weight. And like, I just, you know, like, I know I'm gaining weight. My clothes don't fit. and I'm just so stressed. And I was like, what's actually going on? Like, cause she, she also said, I'm back at school. I'm so stressed. I'm not with my family. I said, I think the problem is you're not with your family, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. And now all of a sudden you think you're fat and you gain 20 pounds in a week. And I'm like, that didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? So it, like you said, it, it's the awareness, but we don't always get the awareness unless we have someone challenging us. That's why coaching and mentorship and that stuff is so powerful because we don't always see it the way it actually is. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that we get so caught up in just picking up everything like, Oh, I'm, I'm fat. I'm feeling fat. Like this happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm a failure and all this stuff. Like all these things are just, they're rattling in our minds due to habit, but it's just a matter of just taking a deep breath, stopping, taking a pause and being like, okay, what is actually happening? Yeah. I, I feel these negative emotions coming on and now I need to, now I need to actually address what the actual problem is. It's that awareness and that, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but just, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. We both are like, we don't have words today. <laughs> um, no, but, but that's the thing too. And, and that's, you know, a technique is notice as soon as you're having the thought to stop yourself before you make a decision, right? Cause when you're heightened and emotional and like triggered, you're all of a sudden going to go straight to the like, Oh my God, I need to go, you know, burn a million calories or go do this. It's like, okay, take a step back. I'm feeling this way. Let yourself calm down. And then that's when you can rationally figure out what's going on and not make irrational decisions based out of emotion, which we're women, we get really emotional and we want to be dramatic and these things happen, but it's like, stop yourself as soon as you recognize 
you're getting a little dramatic. <laughs> you know what I, mean? exactly. so, I know we make things way worse than they actually are. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's so nice to have like a support system or whatever. So when you're having these times, you could talk it out and someone could just be like, okay, this is how I see it. It's not that bad. It's going to be okay. You know, all these things. So um, yeah, awareness, mindset, support system, all that stuff is so key. And I feel like a lot of women, when we get stuck in these like habits and these behaviors, we tend to seclude ourselves because we're like, all I care about is my diet. All I care about is, you know, eating a certain amount, exercising. And then we're removing ourselves from that community or, or people that we need that actually help us. So when we seclude ourselves, like I secluded myself for years well, I, that's pretty dramatic. I didn't seclude myself from everyone, but you know what I mean? My focus was yeah. dieting and exercise and that's, that was my entire life. And, and when you're just alone with yourself and your thoughts, that can really heighten things. It makes things way worse. Yeah. So God. <laughs> things. I mean, as women, we are overthinkers. Mm. I know that I am. I still am. I am. I'm still recovering from all of that. <laughs> Me too. And, and that's why I'm like, I know I am. And that's why I'm like, okay, when I'm having a moment, of, uh, whether it's anything like in business or fitness or anything, I'm like, I need to talk to someone that's going to call me out on my bullshit right now because I know I'm being dramatic, but I can't pull myself out of it. Someone needs to like sh tell me how it is. And it's so powerful. So yes, mindset, mindset, mindset. So what is your, I'm just curious. Um, I'm just curious. This is what I like to know. <laughs> This is for selfish reasons. So what is your relationship with fitness with you? Like right now, what is your relationship like with fitness? So um, like in the beginning, I mentioned that I was having some health issues um, due to dieting. So just like a little backstory, um, because I had so many years of dieting, of extreme dieting under my belt, I uh, developed a lot of hormonal imbalances and um, gut issues. Mm. So I, um, I tried treating them on my own. I ended up um, with uh, something called hypothalamic amenorrhea and I lost my cycle and I still don't fully have it back. Wow. Yeah. So um, I've been working with um, a practitioner, um, holistic practitioner, because I'm very like anti-medicine mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. now. Um, but I'm working with someone to um, heal my gut issues. I've been working with someone for about, I want to say I'm going on seven months now. And we finally got my gut basically healed. And now we're working into the hormonal part. But a lot of that took a hit on my relationship with uh, working out in the gym. So I used to, like, I never had a problem with working out ever. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. Mm -hmm. um, I ran for days. And it just like, it came easy to me. My sport was just all running and whatnot. And then I fell in love with weightlifting, which is why competing came so easy to me. And, um, I just, I love to train hard. Mm, so nice. when you get into something with amenorrhea, which is usually caused by, um, under eating, severely under eating, chronic dieting and over exercising, you have to limit all of those and I had a period of four months this past summer, which was the hardest summer of my life, where I had to step out of the gym completely. Wow. So my relationship with the gym kind of went really down. I, it, I used it as like my outlet. Mm -hmm. and I didn't have it anymore. So I had to trade in all of my heavy lifting 
for yoga and walking and that didn't really work well with me. <laughs> I'm not a yogi. I'm more like more into it now than I was before, but um, I have more respect for it. But it just took a huge hit on my on my mental health when it came to working out. And this is something that I, I made a goal in 2019 to fall in love with working out again. And my relationship with it has is starting to finally feel the way it was. Yeah. But um, I look at it's really crazy. I look at working out a lot differently than I did when I first um, started, even a year ago with wow. um, recovery. So I used it as um, I, I had a different goal in mind. And when I first, like a year ago, I, I was looking to, to build a lot of muscle. And this is where a lot of my frustrations came because I couldn't build any muscle. So I was kind of, I was kind of killing myself in the gym. And then um, when I had to stop, I got a little bit of a resentment for it. And once I was able to go back into it, I was a little scared. So if there's anyone out here who's, who is a little afraid to get in the gym, like you, you're not alone. Like even after being an athlete, being in there for a long time, like I was afraid to go back because I had put myself in a really bad position over the years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was hard. And, um, since then I had to kind of build that muscle again and not the muscle on my body, but the muscle in my mind when it came to exercising again. And now I look at it differently as I'm, I'm, I'm exercising not only because I get to, but my health depends on it now mm -hmm. and I'm doing it to be healthy. I'm doing it. I'm not, not so doing it to, to build muscle. I know that I'm doing it, but my goal now is, is to just be healthy and to feel good. And I think that a lot of women can relate to this where they're killing themselves in the gym they're they're getting they lose that motivation because it no it becomes a chore yeah. and they don't want to do it anymore <laughs> and I could totally feel you I feel you on that um, it started to become a chore to me because my body I didn't know at the time my body started to really hurt and um, it just it was inflamed from all the stuff that was going on but I looked at it as something as building muscle. I just need to, I just need to do what I need to do and then get out yeah. to now where it's like, I enjoy going again and I'm, I, it feels really good to just build this relationship back up with it, especially in a different way. Yeah. It, it kind of comes back to what you were saying before, like your intention behind it now. Like it's like, you know, your training is going to, you're going to get stronger and you're going to build muscle, but your main intention is to feel good and for your health. And that's, I call it your why. So, so with my clients, it's like, okay, so what is your why for, for working out, for prioritizing your fitness, like on a deeper level, please don't tell me that your why is to have abs or, you know, look a certain way. Like let's dig deeper here. What is this really serving in your life? And you know, when we focus so much on the physical, it's not motivating after a week or two weeks, you're like, I, this is so exhausting mentally. Like I'm not seeing results and, and whatever. So when you focus on doing it because it makes you feel good and all these other reasons, it just feels better like mentally and you don't feel burnt out from it. And so it, my relationship obviously like with fitness has just gone all over the place over the years. But right now it's, it's like, it's a, it's part of my day 
that if I didn't even just like go and be in that environment, I would feel so different. Like I just need that energy. I need that vibe, that community setting. Like there's so many reasons why I do it, but compared to where I was like five years ago, it was simply like, I must burn off this amount of calories. I must, I must, I must. And it was just this never ending exhausting cycle of never being good enough. Whereas now I'm, I don't judge my worthiness off of fitness because it just doesn't make sense. I do it because it's, it's like a standard in my life. And I think like if, if women or we can teach women to get to that point, it's just a really empowering place to be because I love that you like still love fitness and, and cause I think some coaches and, and again, each to their own, I'm not judging, but some of them are like anti-fitness and I'm like, no, like you can work out, but it needs to come from a good place. You know what I mean? And if you need to take time off, like, like you needed to for health reasons or mentally, like it's obsessive and take time off, but wait until you're in a bed, better mind space to jump back in depending on the situation. So it's so interesting. And again, it's so much mindset. It's like, where's the intention coming from and, and all that kind of stuff. And when I had an awful relationship with fitness, I I hated what I was doing. Like I was doing cardio for hours and I absolutely hated it. And I'm like, now I just choose, I do things that I enjoy and I can't believe I ever did that to myself. Like hours of my day doing things I hate when I could have just not. It's just, it's crazy what we do to ourselves. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's crazy because a lot of that comes from the media. Yeah. I used to go to the gym twice a day and I was I don't know why I ever did that. Like, does that, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know. But it's like that information is out there. Yeah. So. And, and now the media is influencers and we see influencers say like, okay, got my fasted cardio or whatever, like going back for my lifting and it, it's fine if that's what you want to do. But it, it also instills like, oh, I should be doing this. But should you be doing this? Do you want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, does it align with your your goals or your deeper reason. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very like, I, I think women just need to get more confident in their decisions and know just because she's doing that doesn't mean you have to, you have the empowerment to make your own fitness decisions based on what feels good for you, which I think, I think it goes back to self-worth and lack of confidence. Women don't know what they want or don't know what they think is good. So they just copy what other people are doing which in their minds they think is the right thing, but someone that they're copying might be in a really bad mental space. And then we're just creating this like cycle of unhealthy habits. Well, I think I, I I saw this on Instagram where it was, um, it started off with like a fitness model who went through all of these extremes and whatnot. And then, um, it showed her how she was like, it kind of like showed like the timeline, but, um, and like her end goal was like balance. And then there, it, it was like some other like random woman who looked up to her, who was doing like her, her current plan and then was discouraged that she didn't look like her. And the reason was because not many people are actually realizing the journey that it took for a lot of people to get to where they are. Mm. And that's where that disconnect is, especially with the media. Yeah. Because people only show, and that's fine, where they're at now. 
you know what I mean? And even relating this to business, like I could be like, I'm, this is where I am in business, but like, you didn't know what I was going through a year ago or like two years ago. So like, for me, it's very important to be transparent. That's why I say like five years ago, my, I was a hot mess with so many things, but like a lot of people, like you have to be smart when you're on social media, looking at stuff and take it with a grain of salt because you're only seeing what someone is saying and they could be lying. I say this a lot. I'm like, you could be looking at someone and they could be lying about what they're actually doing, you know? So it's like, we need to stop copying and and all these things and, and take things and do things from a more educated point of view, hiring a professional or getting help. Not, I always say this, even though I'm big on Instagram, it's like, you can't transform your life from like an Instagram post or an Instagram video. Like you need a deeper coaching or whatever, if, if you really want a transformation, but we think like, Oh, I'll just find the answers over here by copying people. And that's not the answer. It's not. It's, I tried me. it. It's not yeah, for like, it, <laughs> for examples, like don't do it there. And I, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I kind of stopped scrolling lately unless it's people I like to, to follow, but I am just so uninterested in certain people. And I think of course I want people to follow me and like my content, but at the end of the day, it's like, if it's draining you, don't look at it. If it's uplifting you, great. Like if you, if I post about my workout, it's, I'm not saying all women should work out like this. I'm just saying, this is what works for me. This is what I'm doing right now. And you can find what works for you, you know? So it all comes back to just being confident in your own decisions. I agree. I think a lot more education needs to be done as well too, but a lot more transparency on the influencers end as well. I mean, I do pride myself in being super transparent and vulnerable Yeah. because I don't want people. And I constantly say this, like, I am not perfect. <laughs> if you think that I don't struggle, you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You're completely wrong. Like I struggle on the daily, Yeah. but I, it, and it still took me a very long time to get to the point where I am right now. And I always like to stress that I get this, this didn't happen overnight. This didn't happen yeah. overnight. It's the same as like the quick fix results or like we want to recover fast. And it's like, if you've had these thoughts, and these, these behaviors for years, your mindset is not going to change in a week. It's going to be a constant work in progress. And that's why a lot of the, I mean, obviously our programs are long programs because it takes that long and it takes even longer than our program sometimes. Yes. And, and that's so interesting that you say that. I was, I forget what I was speaking specifically about uh, on that, but I was saying you could be in a program and learn information, but it might take six months down the line for you to really like have that aha moment where it all clicks, right? So I tell people like right now, if you feel like, the transformation or the things aren't clicking, know that you're planting the seed that it's going to click. It just might take six months, a year or whatever. You know what I mean? So, so don't be fearful of this not happening or not working right away. You're doing the right things. You're planting the seeds now in the future, you're going to be in a, in a better spot. So absolutely. And that's why like the, the, the least amount of time that you could be in a program in terms of fitness with me is three months. And after that, most women continue as like an alumni in, in the groups that just the way my groups are ran, but I'm like, this is not a 20 day thing. And then you're done. This is like, this is set up for a journey. That's going to have ups and downs. This is set up for 
you know, to fit into your lifestyle. And I'm sure like, that's how you do your programs too. It's like, there's a lot of shit to work through physically and mentally that just need time and energy and space and ups and downs. I agree. And sometimes it's going to take the entire program. It might even take the entire program for you to get one thing accomplished. And that's why I don't, I don't like to say like, you're going to be completely food freedom after this. Like I'll be straight up front. Like you might not be Yeah, I'm not saying that you're not going to make great progress because you absolutely can, but, and you will get something out of the program, but depending on how severe um, you've been dieting or how severe, like whatever program you're going into, you have to be patient with yourselves. And I, and I, I preface this right in the beginning um, because my program is built into three phases. So we have the discovery phase and then we go into the rebuilding phase. And in the rebuilding phase, I'm, I stress like you need to give yourself some grace because you have been programmed from years of deprivation and that stuff is just not going to go away overnight. Like you're, it's going to take work. Yeah. It's going to take time and you just have to be patient with yourself. And I kind of went on a rant about this on my story yesterday because I um, ended up being in a conversation with a woman um, in a Facebook group and she was so discouraged that um, she changed her, she was counting macros and she changed her macros like last week. And she noticed that her photos from last week to this week were completely different. She looked like she gained weight um, within a week. And I'm like, girlfriend, and she wanted to change like her nutrition. She was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, girlfriend, you got to slow down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Time. Like, yeah. yeah, just because you, you look a little bit different, you're going to be looking a little bit different day to day. Yeah not just week to week, it's going to be day to day and your weight's going to be different day to day. So you just have to be patient and wait. And that's why um, we do transformation photos, um, not just weekly, but I love to collect them over like months. Mm -hmm. Just that's when you make the most progress. Stop worrying about the short term and just Trust the process. Trusting the process. Patience. I thank God. I'm I'm a former teacher. Thank God I have patience. But patience is so critical when it comes yeah. to to your health journey. And it's one of those things that, unfortunately, like I said, all we we want it fast. We want it now. And when it comes to our bodies, we think I want it now because I'll feel a certain way now. And it's like. And then it just turns into a roller coaster ride. So I just love, I love your approach of taking it slow and, and taking your time and reevaluating things. Cause like you said, it, it's years of treating yourself a certain way. It doesn't fix itself over a month or two months. It's, it's a work in progress. And honestly, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to like, there are bigger problems in the world than if I gain five pounds, like there's bigger problems in the world, you know, than the way my body looks. And I think we just need to come back to terms with that sometimes and realize life is not over if you gain weight or lose weight or whatever. It's just like, there are bigger things in the world. There are bigger things. Like we're living our lives and we're just worried about our body so much. Exactly. And it's, it's sometimes you have to like snap back into reality and be like, okay, is this five pounds worth the memories that I just made? No. Yeah. Like it, 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 
it doesn't compare. The memories are a lot more and you can always lose those five pounds again. Yes. And, and so I, I love this conversation too. So my fiance, Eric is always like, like bring it back to what it is. Like you can lose weight and you can gain weight. You can do that. So say you have a season where you put on some extra weight, you can reverse it like in a healthy way. And I think we think, oh my God, I gained fat. It's the end of the world. I'm always going to be fat. Or I'm always going to be gaining fat. And it's like, it's seasons. We are constantly fluctuating. We're humans. We're not robots. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just like, like you said, bring ourselves back to reality and realize this is not the end of the, the world, but take the stress off of it. Like food and fitness is supposed to make us feel good, but we complicate it so much that we need to really just take the stress out of it. And I guarantee if we take the stress out of it, it's, we won't have to worry about our health as much because we're going to do things that feel right. Exactly. And I, and I can kind of branch off into that where it's, is those five pounds, like that, does that really, um, make a difference on what kind of person you are? Is that five pounds making you worse of a person? No, no one's going to, no one really even cares about the five pounds that you, that you put on. They care about your personality. They care about your life. Like they, they care about other things and so should you. So so it's going back to like, is that really putting a a damper on my self-worth? No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be because that, whether you're overweight or underweight, it doesn't make a difference on what kind of, what matters is what kind of person you are. Yeah. So I've said this before to clients. I said, okay. I said, if I gain 10 pounds, are you going to hate me? <laughs> I literally, and they're like, oh no. And I'm like, well, duh. Like, <laughs> I know you're not because you don't like me because of my weight. You don't even know what my, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you like me because of who I am. And that's the same about you. Why is it any different about you? So it's, it's like, it's, it goes back to that perspective of us as coaches being able to kind of call you out on those things and which is fine. That's powerful. That's, that's what we're here for. And that's why we do what we do. So, wow. (laughs) I, I appreciate this conversation so much and I appreciate your vulnerability to speak of like, you know, everything that you've been through and currently going through and working on yourself. And I just love your approach. I love everything about you and what you put online or else I wouldn't have asked to to talk with you or even do like a little Instagram takeover the other week and all that stuff. And I just adore everything about you. So if people are listening and they're not connected with you yet, where can we go to find you and follow you and maybe even work with you? So my main home is on Instagram. I haven't dabbled into Facebook that much, but I'm wellness with Kelly on Instagram. And um, my newest program is Dietitian Academy, which is kind of what I've basically been talking about. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's my newest program. So it's, it's a group pro- program because I truly, I love working one-on-one, don't get me wrong. And there is a lot of one-on-one aspect into it but I do believe in the power of a tribe and having a a really strong support system because that's what was a huge difference for me. I loved having, um, having like, just like people that were like-minded that have um, similar goals and just people to lean on when I am struggling. So yeah, community is everything. That's why, that's why my, like my fitness program, it's like, 
people don't get it until they're in it, how powerful the community is. And I'm sure the same with yours. It's like, yeah, I think a lot of people just want the program and the thing. But once you realize how powerful and supportive a community is, when it is powerful and supportive, you're like, wow, I've been missing this. So I love that you do the community aspect. So wellness with Kelly on Instagram, you guys can go follow her. And then I'm sure if you want to check things out, you can just be in contact with her over there with your program. It sounds amazing. And you even to learn about you, like you're on your stories all day. So just like go on and, and stalk Kelly. It's amazing. So thank you so much for being on here. And I'm sure everyone will go connect with you. And as always, for everyone listening, take a screenshot and you can tag me, ExoGingy and Kelly. We love to know when you're listening and we can, you know, reshare your stories on our Instagram. We really, really appreciate that. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Yes.